Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, the 16th of June as the NHL draft. Just a couple weeks away, less than two weeks at this point. About a week and a half happening in the middle of the week. And the Flyers will be selecting 7th overall and 22nd overall. We'll see if that holds true come draft night in that first round. Uh, but in this episode, we're going to get to our back to our Flyers Exit Day player interview series uh, with Noah Cates in this episode. But before we get to that, Flyers did make an announcement yesterday. Continuing to round out their hockey operations department, the Flyers named John LeClaire as a special advisor to hockey operations. He is a Flyers Hall of Famer and 1993 Stanley Cup champion, won that with the Montreal Canadiens. John LeClaire will work alongside Patrick Sharp and also will be involved in all aspects of the club's hockey operations department with a strong focus on player development with Flyer prospects. So we welcome John LeClaire, the product of the University of Vermont. Matter of fact, I think he's in our Hall of Fame. So we welcome back John LeClaire to the Philadelphia Flyers. But in this episode, like I said, we're going to revisit our Flyers Exit Day player interview series with Noah Cates. Now, Noah Cates, I got to admit, coming into this year, when it comes to Noah Cates, I really wasn't too sure. He took a kind of less traditional route, but becoming one that's a little more traditional these days, the college route. Uh, First, he played three years in the USHL, and then he went to Minnesota Duluth, won a national championship, and in his final season there, 37 games played, 11 goals, 13 assists, and 24 points. And then in his first year uh, in the NHL, after his college season was over, he played 16 games for the Flyers, and he came in, he had that five goals and four assists, nine points in those 16 games in the 21-22 season. I'm going, huh? It's pretty nice. That's good production. Five goals, four assists, nine points in 16 games. Then he came into this year not playing on the wing. Moved to the middle, a position where he hasn't really played. He was being relied on to control the opposition's top lines. Guys like Connor McDavid, you know, the the big scorers and the big guys around the league that do the most damage when you play them. And you got to mitigate that. So the task was not an easy one for Noah Cates. And in 82 games, played all 82, he had 13 goals, 25 assists, 38 points, and was a plus three on the season. Now, the thing about Noah Cates is this. First of all, you can tell he's the son of a coach. The detail in his game is there in all zones. He sacrificed probably some offense for the defensive responsibility that he was charged with this past season. But we started to see a little bit of that offensive side come back towards the end of the year as maybe he felt a little more comfortable at the center position, as he felt a little more comfortable taking a little bit of risk without a little risk in the D zone. So here's my conversation with Flyers forward Noah Cates. It is Flyers breakup day, and joining us is Flyers forward Noah Cates. Noah, how are you? Good, how are you guys? How was that meeting uh, with uh, the interim general manager, Danny Briere? It was good. Um, Yeah, obviously really, really exciting that uh, Danny's around and, um, you know, thought it went well and um, yeah, it gets you excited for next year. Kind of, as this year wraps up, you'll you'll kind of think about it and close the chapter. But already, you know, excited for next year and um, just with how fun this year was and, and kind of looking forward to next year. I remember back in training camp, John Tortorella said, you know, a lot of guys came in in great conditioning. Ian Perrier talked about it with us as well, and he was you and your brother are a couple of the guys that he cited, Travis Konechny as well. You played all 82. What did it mean for you to be able to play in every game this year? Yeah, it um, meant a lot, um, you know, to make it out of camp and, 
and uh, you know to kind of take a role early and you know and build from there. So um, you know playing a lot of minutes and playing all 82 games was definitely a goal of mine. But uh, you know to fulfill it and and um, you know kind of play the minutes that I did. Uh, you know it was something I I never dreamed of in year one, but um, it was a great learning experience and um, you know a lot of takeaways to go into this summer and, and grow into next year. You know I was listening to an interview with Rod Brindamore on uh, 32 Thoughts and he mentioned that you know playing at Michigan State. It helped him. It was a big jump for him because he was playing with men. The college game isn't just, you know, freshmen. It's a lot of guys that go and play, you know, in some other leagues as a feeder system to play Division One. How much did that help you? Because the college, the college game is, you know, some big boys and strong players, and that jump to the NHL maybe mitigated a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, the, the staff at Duluth really helped me. Um, playing in the NCH- NCHC really helped me. Um, obviously the downside might be you're playing a little bit less games, but those games are, are so intense and, and, um, you know, you're giving your all in all, you know, 30 to 40 games that you're playing. So, um, whereas in the NHL, you know, it's, it's all, it's 82 and, um, you know, kind of, kind of a little different, um, intensity sometimes compared to college. But, um, I think I took a lot of good things from, from college and, and the NCHC and, and brought it into this season. And, um, yeah, like you said, to play all 82 and, and to get ready, you know, playing against older guys, especially with the fifth year rule. Um, my last couple of years was it was really big for me in, in developing me into this role. You know, torts puts you in a lot of very important situations, you know, some injuries and it, and it allowed him the opportunity to put you in stress situations. You know, as you go through the year, you know, you're, you're getting used to a new position, too. You're playing in the middle. When did you feel start to feel comfortable that you could get back into your offensive elements of your game. You scored a goal in that last game, perfect spot. You floated to a, you know, clean ice and Travis Konechny was able to get you the puck. When did you feel like you could maybe loosen up a little bit and push a little more offensively? Uh, yeah, I think after Christmas, um, you know, kind of before that I was, yeah, still getting used to, you know, playing center and some of those responsibilities. But, um, you know, after Christmas, I thought we had a good stretch and um, I was contributing and, and uh, you know, hopping up in the offense a little bit more. So um, obviously playing with, you know, Konechny and Tippett, some of these guys was, was um, you know, pushing me to be more offensive. And, um, you know, if I could help them out defensively, it was kind of my, my first thought in mind. But, um, you know, I, I really started to try to hop up. And, and uh, you know, Torts and the coaching staff was, was telling me to, to, you know, not worry about the, the defense as much. Obviously be smart and play my game. But, um, you know, try to hop up in the offense and, and help contribute. And I thought kind of after Christmas, I, I took a stride there. There was a, a particular game that I referred to a bunch of times since it happened in, I think it was February, mid-February, where I thought that you announced to the NHL, to the star players in the NHL, that you had arrived at this league and you were a guy that was going to have to be dealt with. And it's the way you handled Connor McDavid in two different games. Because I remember in the second game, seeing him go off the ice a couple of times, really frustrated because of your body positioning on him. We know about his speed. He can beat you mentally. How did you approach dealing with Connor McDavid? Um, yeah, it was obviously, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, you know, I was thinking about it before the game. I was pretty, pretty nervous, obviously going against him my first couple games, but, um, you know, it's, it's all focus in this league. And, and for me personally, with, with my game, you, you have to be on top of it. You can't take any shifts off. And, um, you know, kind of when, when towards before the game's telling you, you're going to go against McDavid, uh, it's a huge responsibility. And, um, I think we, I think we won the first game. 2-1 in yeah. a shootout. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of try to shut him down a little bit and, and help the team win is, is huge. And, um, you know, if coaches putting that responsibility on you, it's, it's definitely an honor and a privilege and, um, you know, to try to help the team win. And, 
and uh, you know doing your best. But like you said, you got to be you got to be above on him, and um, he can't be reaching with just how, how great um, of a player he is. So um, yeah, definitely learned a lot from those games, and um, kind of like you said, it was it was definitely a big step for me mentally to to know that I can play with you know him and Dreisaitl and and some of these guys and. Um, you know, shut them down and as well as, you know, maybe produce offensively a little bit, uh, even when you're out there with some of those star players. Their power play clicked at like 33% this year and you guys didn't take a penalty. And I remember talking to Torts after and he said, the guys didn't take a penalty because they were scared bleepless (laughs) to take one. The key though is moving your feet against a player like that and just constantly being in motion because if you're standing still, you're dead, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, Yeah, like I said, it's all mental. It's it's the stick details and, um, you know, being focused and and uh, being smart and um, you know I think I've, I've watched those guys for a ton of years now and um, with a lot of those guys you kind of know how they play and um, you know you know offensively they think and um, you know I just try to think of you know what's uh what they wouldn't like to see or you know kind of where where um, they wouldn't like the opposing players to be so that's usually above them and um, you know with good angles and good sticks um, you know I don't think anyone likes to play with you know a guy in their face and a guy with that has a good stick. The you got 16 games last season, the season prior. How important was that for you to prepare for this season? Knowing what it feels like to be on NHL ice with NHL players, to take that into your last off season, and then coming into this year, you play 82 games. Yeah, it was huge. Um, I think the confidence I got from my short little stint was was huge. You know, going into that summer, and um, you know when I was training and you know playing with NHLers, I, I felt like I was one of them. So. Um, yeah, just kind of the takeaways on and off the ice were, were so big, um, you know, coming into this season, you know, knowing, knowing what to expect, knowing the travel, knowing some of the guys. Um, that was huge for kind of, you know, coming into my first training camp and, um, you know, taking, taking a role from there. Do you feel even more comfortable now after playing 82? And, and how does your offseason change? I mean, it's a grind 82 games. It's a long year that started, you know, captain skates back in August, even though you didn't have a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to ask Torts about that, but, you know, it's been a grind physically and, and mentally and emotionally. What do you do to unplug now to to put this season in the rearview mirror, recharge, and then get ready for next year? Yeah, I'll, I'll um, you know, try to go to my cabin and, you know, turn the phone off and, um, you know, get away from it for a while. Um, what do you do at the cabin? I uh, usually ski, fish a little bit. So um, some water yeah, skiing, fishing. Yeah, nice. Out. Uh, nothing too crazy, but, um, yeah, I just usually get off the phone, um, you know, kind of unplug a little bit. Uh, it's big for me, so I enjoy that. But yeah, like you said, I I think I was skating a little too early last summer, um, just with with my brother and everything. He was he was hurt and wanting to come back, but um, you know obviously we came in great shape and we'll have to do that again. But I think uh, you know for the most part, staying off the ice, um, you know for a, a month or two here would would be beneficial for me and. Um, you know, then kind of ramping it up after that. Feel good to get those dogs, uh, the feet and some flip-flops and stop putting them in a skate multiple <laughs> times every day, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the feet take a beating. Yeah. Um, you know, all the things you learn this year, you'll take that and try and raise the bar next year, right? For sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of the younger guys took huge steps and, you know, I think it was great that we pushed each other, you know, with, with Frosty, I learned a ton from him and I think we pushed each other, Tippett, uh, Joel, all these guys, um, you know, it was great to you know, play with them and, you know, kind of see them contribute and all, all of us kind of taking a bigger role is, is really exciting kind of for, for the future of this thing. And, um, you know, I'm happy to hopefully be a small part of that. Well, you're going to be a big part of it. Last thing for you, the bond with that group of players you just mentioned, you guys are all roughly the same age. You're all trying to make your way in the NHL and, you know, prove that you can stay here for a long time and have a long career. Talk about that bond that you have with guys like Tippett and Frost and Yorkie and all those guys. Yeah, it's definitely special. Um, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat and, um, you know, for us to kind of push push a little harder this year and, um, you know, probably do a little bit better than 
um, you know, some people thought, um, you know, kind of personally and um, as a team, maybe a little bit, um, maybe not so much, but, um, you know, for, for those guys to, you know, put up some good points and, um, you know, kind of start dominating. You saw a tip there at the end of the year, um, kind of with the speed and everything. Uh, you know, I think it pushed a lot of guys, but especially that younger crew, like you said, it's it's been fun, um, you know, getting to know them and, you know, going out on the road with them, hanging out, um, getting dinner. So um, definitely a privilege to get to know those guys and be out there on the ice with them. Tip's an animal, isn't he? Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, my God. The, the, the burst he has is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, a great season, all 82. You end up with 13 goals, and you had some tough, tough tasks this year. I appreciate the time. Enjoy your summer, and we'll talk to you soon next year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Noah Cates for taking the time. He is now 24 years of age, so he came out of college, so he obviously gets to the NHL a little bit later than a player that maybe went the junior route. Gets into the NHL maybe at 21. He got in at 23. So thanks to him for taking the time and joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody, have a great first official weekend of the summer, and we will talk to you Monday. Bill Meltzer will join us on a brand new edition of Flyers Daily.